the 13th of September, 2007, episode 86. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Today we're going to be covering a couple of different topics. Um, not really going to be getting too in-depth with anything. I wanted to recap my stay at Photoshop World 2007 in Las Vegas. And also I wanted to go over some of the changes that have uh, happened to the website. And actually to both of the, both of the podcast websites. Because uh, I kind of sprung everything on everybody and didn't really tell anybody much about it. So I want to go over what's what's new there and what's going to happen in terms of uh, the website and how it may affect this podcast as well. So that's what we'll be covering today. So the big news on this show is that the news is going to be severely cut down in future episodes. I've had a few people kind of complain about the fact that I talk about news and, and talk about this stuff for like 20 minutes, 15 minutes sometimes, and it really cuts into the show. Um, I never really thought this was an issue because I think it's important to keep up on what's going on in the industry with software tools, with hardware, with everything that's going on. But to kind of supplement that, uh, one of the changes that I made to the actual website was to make a news blog. So this way I can put all the news stories that I think you should know about in there and I don't have to waste time in the show talking about that. Even though I kind of disagreed with it, you know, I, I thought this was a better way to do it so that the people that really want that news, they can subscribe to this new feed and they can get that in their feed reader and they don't have to worry about losing, missing out on that information. Now there's, uh, <clears throat> t- actually, let me just stop there because I'll go into it a little bit later when I start talking about the website. Uh, what I do have for news, and if I think something is really important, I think everybody needs to know about it, I am going to bring it up here in the beginning of the show. Otherwise, this is going to be reserved for things that I want to tell you about the podcast because I know that a lot of you probably just get the feed, you get it into your iTunes, your other aggregator, and you don't go to the website. Uh, I'd like to encourage you to go to the website because the reason that I made all these improvements was so that you would have a nice resource to go check out. But still, I mean, there's going to be those people that don't have time. They're just going to listen to the show. So I am still going to use this segment to tell you about things about the podcast, things that are going on here that I think you need to know about, and also my little announcements that I make. Um which will be very familiar. And the first one is to thank you guys for, for listening. Thank you for listening. And, and thank you for those of you who do participate and go to the forum and go check out my website. I've got a couple of emails already, actually right after I put the new website up saying, you know, everything looks great. Thanks for doing this. And thank you for that. I mean, it really encourages me. It makes me feel good that I'm putting this time to, to put up a nice resource for you guys and, and you definitely appreciate it. So thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Uh, also, we have our, our regular programs, the UShare program, which I, I've got a couple of good submissions, and you've heard those, of course, if you've listened to some of the older episodes, some of the, the latest ones. Um, I am expecting another one. We're going to do another one on SEO and web design. Uh, I've got a pretty good response out of that one. And uh, also the one about all the different design jobs I thought was was pretty good as well. Uh, if you want to submit something, if you can record it yourself, then definitely go ahead and do that and send it to me in whatever format. You can send it in a wave, uh, in a MP3, in an AIF, anything you can 
get it into, you can send it to me. If you can't record it, then just maybe write it in a, a Word doc or in an InDesign doc or just in an email and send it to me. It's just something that you think is a good topic that you'd like to bring up in the show. The other one is the Tell a Friend program, and you know this one. This one's been going on forever. I just ask that you tell anyone that you think could benefit from this show. Tell them about the show. Tell them how to get it, how to subscribe. Uh, tell them about the website. Maybe they just go to the website and download them from there. That's fine as well. Just uh, as, as many people as you can find that you think would, would really take an interest in this show, I would appreciate it if you can tell them because we don't do much advertising. I'm going to talk about a little bit of advertising that I did lately. I did at uh, Photoshop World. But again, it's it's more kind of that word of mouth thing that really gets people interested in this because you can tell them what you like or dislike about the show and they can make their, their own opinion from that. But uh, definitely you're helping me out in a big way if you can do that for me. Before I get started on the website, let me just tell you that this is being brought to you by GoToMeeting. And GoToMeeting is a great little application that allows you to meet online with people all over the world. It's great because they don't have to spend the money to come fly to you or drive to you. So you can all be in the same room to look at a, a computer screen, you know, that's maybe being uh, projected up on the, on the wall or something like that. They can actually log in through their browser and see everything you're doing on your desktop. And the great thing is here you pay one price and you get to meet as many times as you want. You're not, you're not getting charged by the minute. You're not getting charged by the meeting. So you can have the freedom of being able to have all these meetings and show people stuff. And like I've said before in the past, being a designer, this is key, especially if you have a client that's not close to you, you can be able to show them, you know, your progress on a project, which is key to do because you need to have them sign off on things before you move forward. So a great tool for that. If you want to try this, you can try it for 45 days for free. All you need to do is go to gotomeeting.com slash podcast. That's gotomeeting.com slash podcast. And there's a little short form for you to fill out there and you'll be able to download it and try it out yourself. So check that out. So the first thing I want to do in today's show is kind of go over what's gone on on the website. And I know this probably isn't going to be exciting for everyone. Like I said, there's probably people out there that don't visit the website but if you are one of those people, I'd encourage you to at least go up once and check out what's up there, because I think uh, I think there's some some nice additions to it. In addition to just having this website or this podcast, rather, uh, there's some resources up up here for you to check out. And the first thing you'll notice is if you go to RookieDesigner.com, I used to have the little splash page where you could go to either the Rookie Designer blog or the Quick Tips for Designers blog. That has changed, uh, actually utilize this space now rather than just putting a, a splash page. Now it is basically the Rookie Designer News blog. And this is just all the news stories that I find that I think are cool. Now, I get all kinds of feeds in my reader. And if you're one of those types of people that goes out and gets all types of feeds from different, you know, design magazines or from people like uh, John Knack on Adobe, things like that, you might actually recognize some of these things because basically what I'm trying to do is take all the stories that I find that I think are interesting or relevant or something that you should know about, and I'm putting them into my feed. Uh, these obviously aren't stories that, that I'm necessarily writing or finding. Some of them are. Sometimes I'm just browsing through websites, I find something cool, and I'm going to put it up there. But a lot of times it's just me looking, searching through other feeds, pulling out what I think is good or what is relevant to what we do, and sticking it in my feed. And that way you can subscribe to this one and you're getting stuff from all different kinds of feeds all over all over the web without having to get, you know, 
10 different feeds in your, in your reader. So hopefully you enjoy this. Like I said, this is kind of going to be the replacement to the news section in this podcast. So a lot of people will be happy about that. But it's a great way for you to learn about these things, plus the links are already right there. So, uh, you know, some of these things are little software things, or there's one, I have one on there that I put on yesterday that was, uh, it's painting with light, where you actually take long exposures and you paint in the picture with with light. You've seen this probably in, uh, what, I can't remember what commercial it's been. There's been commercials out lately where they do a lot of this stuff, but... Just things like that where you can go right to the site and then check it out and download the software or take the tutorial. It's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff. So hopefully you enjoy this. And again, it is a weblog, so there is a feed that goes along with it. And if you look on the right-hand side, that's where all our little navigation is, just kind of like it was on the old site. So right underneath the search field, you'll see a section that's called Rookie Designer Feeds. And these should be on all of the, pretty much all of the blogs that are on this website. And there's the Rookie Designer News Feed. There's one for the bullpen now, and we'll get to that a little bit. Uh, there's one for the podcast, of course, because that's the one you've probably subscribed to already. Uh, I put one up for Rookie Designer in Odeo, if anybody uses that. Um, and then the Quick Tips ones as well. But if you if you subscribe to the one, the news feed, you're going to be getting these stories in your RSS reader. And if you don't use an RSS reader, you don't subscribe to feeds, I would definitely encourage you to do so because it's a great way to get news. It kind of comes in just like podcasts do. Every time the feed is updated, it comes, brings in the new information to you. You don't have to go searching for it. So it's a great way to get uh, updated news and tips and tricks and stuff like that, depending on which feeds you actually subscribe to. I I tried to clean up the way this thing looked as well. You notice it's kind of a minimalist type of thing. I don't put a whole lot of pictures and stuff, although on the uh, the newsfeed I am trying to put pictures with each entry because I think it makes it a little bit more interesting, especially when you're reading it in your RSS reader. Um, but I, I didn't get too heavy into the graphics. I want everything to be simple. I want you to be able to find what you're looking for on here, and hopefully I've accomplished that. So everything's kind of very simple. Again, I took basically a template that was already out there for WordPress and just try to make it my own by adding a couple of things. Uh, I added a nice navigation bar on the top here, as you'll see, and uh, hopefully that will help you out a lot better than what we had in in the last one, where everything was kind of very small and on the right-hand side. So this should help you out in navigating through the, the whole site and finding what you need to find. All right, moving on to the next one is the podcast. And this is uh, this did not change. It's still at rookiedesigner.com slash rookie, and that's where you will find all the show notes for this podcast. That's where you've always found them. Um, it's going to be there. It's going to be there in the future as well. Nothing's going to change with that. The fee didn't change. The home didn't change. These are things that I need to keep consistent so you guys know where to find stuff. So you don't all of a sudden you're you're not left out of the loop or something like that. So this one is. This is the other difference here is I used to put little uh, announcements up in here and I might still do that if it's an announcement, particularly about the podcast, but there's not going to be any kind of news stories or anything like that. That will all be in the news feed from now on. So this is basically going to be strictly podcasts. There might be every once in a while if, you know, if for some reason I can't make a podcast, then I'll probably put up something in this feed saying, hey, I'm not going to be able to make a podcast this week, whatever, just like I have in the past. Uh, Another thing about the news, uh, kind of what I've 
been thinking about for the future. I got good feedback when I've done uh, interviews with people, but interviews are kind of a, a tricky thing to do. It takes a lot of setup. It takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of time, which I don't seem to have a lot of lately. So what I thought I would do is an easier way for me to do it is to do interviews via email. That way I can just send off the questions to the person whenever they have time to answer them, they'll answer them and send them back. And I'm going to be putting those up on the news feed. So you'll go to the news weblog to find those. I'll probably do like a recap in the podcast of, you know, some of the things that the person said, but then I'll be sending you to that particular website, rookiedesigner.com to go read the rest of it. So uh, that's something that that's pretty exciting. That's going to be coming up in that. And I hope you guys enjoy that as well. All right. So for categories in the podcasts, uh, there's podcasts and blog entries and blog entries is basically, like I said, it's going to be little messages. You know, if I can't make a podcast or if something's going to be late, I'd like to let you guys know that, uh, again, some of you might not get those. If you don't go to the website, it's not going to come into iTunes. So, um, if you ever, if a show's ever late and you're wondering what's going on, uh, you'll be able to go to this website and find out what's going on. Otherwise, same as it always was, we're going to have all of our show notes in here. Any of the uh, key URLs that I'm talking about, they they will be in the show notes as well as the bullpen, um, as well as the band that I play at the end of the end of the show. If you like them, you'll be able to find their website there, and you can find all the archives that are still on the feed at this place. It's pretty much the same as it was. And again, it has the rookie designer feeds section in here. So you can subscribe to all the feeds or any ones that you want. I think that's it on that. Next one is bullpen. And I thought this was a pretty good idea because, uh, you know, not everybody, like I said, not everybody wants to go up and read the show notes and find that bullpen entry. And a lot of times I give you a, a, a website that has a very strange URL. It's not like something, thiscompany.com. It's like thiscompany.com slash this slash that question mark, whatever. So um, if you don't want to go to the show notes every time to see what the bullpen entry is, I've made this new weblog for the bullpen. And basically all this is, is uh, me putting up the link to the bullpen website or podcast or whatever it happens to be. And then I write a few words about it. You know, I like this because of this and that. So it's uh, another way for you to, again, if you use that RSS reader, you can go in here, you can subscribe to this feed. And if you subscribe to that as well, every time, you know, every time I put out a new podcast, I'll be putting a new entry in this with the bullpen, with the URL to the resource that I'm sending you to, and it'll come right into your RSS reader and you can get it that way. So you don't have to go check out the show notes every time. So hopefully that's handy for you. Um, Pretty much the same thing here. We got the feeds there. We got archives as well, which there aren't too many yet because I put most of them up, you know, within a couple of months. But as that grows, you'll you'll be getting more and more of those as well. Next one is the forum, and this was kind of the uh, the first thing that changed. If you'll remember, those of you who go up to the forum regularly, and uh, this was kind of the first thing that I that I tackled because I needed to. I needed to you know, fix the spam problem that we were having. This one is a little more low tech because I didn't really... The way these things are built is uh, the use files that... I, to be honest, I'm not even sure what the type of file is. Uh, it's still written in HTML, but um, it's, it's written in kind of a different way. So I, I kept it real simple. I basically copied the, the navigation that they already had there where it lets you register and 
log in and check your messages and stuff. I just put another one of those right below it that has all the different links to the the different blogs there, the bullpen news support, all that stuff. So you'll still be able to move throughout all the different pages. It's just, it looks a little bit different than all the other ones, but basically all that changed here is, uh, if you've been going here, you know that it changed. If you haven't been going here, we changed the look of it a little bit again, uh, kind of customized and put some of my own colors in there, but it's basically the same exact thing. So nothing really big change there. The next one is support. And this one is, this one's actually going to grow a little bit as we go forward. Uh, I kind of was under a, a strict deadline for this thing, and you'll hear about that a little bit later, but I didn't have time to do absolutely everything that I wanted to do. But what I envisioned for this page was basically support means support for me and support for you. And that's kind of what it says. Support the podcast and pick something up for yourself. So a couple ways you can support me. At the very top, it says, let us know what you think. And below that, there's a big long button that stretches the length of the box here. It says, take the survey now. If you click on that, it slides down a, a new uh, little box here with a pretty long survey. Now, ideally, I'd like to have every single person that listens to this podcast fill this thing out. Uh, I know that's uh, pretty much a pipe dream because... Not everybody is that into participating. Not everybody has time to do it, I guess. Although it's probably only going to take you about five or ten minutes. But as many people as I can get to fill this out, the better it is for me, the better it is for you. I'm trying to figure out different things about what you guys like about the podcast, what you don't like, how you listen to it, uh, how you download it, and where you listen to it. And uh, some things about you know what your job is, how you work, what types of... Uh, hardware or software do you use? It's all just things for me to try and fine tune this thing so that it's better for you, so that the podcast is better suited for you. So I'd really appreciate it if anybody who has the time could fill this out. Um, I'm going to be doing a contest very soon. I don't have details yet as to what the prizes are going to be. There's going to be one pretty large prize though, uh, I'm, I'm thinking. And I also, I've been doing a lot of reviews of books. I'm going to be giving away some of those books as well. Um, but we'll, we'll find some nice prizes, but what I need you to do and all you have to do to enter this contest. And of course, I don't know when it's going to end when the entries are going to end yet. So, but you can go ahead and get started on this right away. What I want you to do to enter the contest, you just need to fill out the survey and make sure you fill it out completely. I need to have all the information, anything that's relevant to you. I need to have it in this survey so that, uh, you know, I can, I can make these, uh, make these assumptions about what I should be doing on the podcast and how it's going to affect the way we, we grow the show, the way it goes forward and possibly, you know, how it's going to affect our sponsors in the future. Um, I like to keep things very tight, tight knit with what we're doing. Uh, I thought our sponsor for right now, which again is go to meeting. I thought they integrated pretty well. The one thing I didn't like about them is that they're only for PC right now. And uh, that of course excludes people like me who are on a PowerPC Mac. Now those on the new Macs will be able to use it if they install Windows on there. If they have Boot Camp or Parallels and they put Windows on their machine. But all in all, I thought it was a pretty good company to be supporting us. Uh, I would like to get into better ones. I would like to get into, you know, of course I'd like to get into the Adobe's and things like that, but uh, 
that's a huge company. So I think we got to shoot a little bit lower, but there are some great software companies out there that make good software that I think would be very appropriate hosts, but I need to find out this information so that I can tell them, you know, I know this, this, and this about my audience. And that's why you would be a perfect person to uh, sponsor the show or a perfect company. Okay. Moving on. So anyways, uh, backtrack just a little bit. If you want to enter this contest, this next contest coming up, it's probably I'm probably going to let people sign up for about a month or so, but we're going to have some kind of good big prize and uh, some other books and stuff like that that I'll be giving away. And all you have to do is go to this support page, which is rookiedesigner.com slash design dash templates. So it's probably easier just to go to rookiedesigner.com and click on the support button. Just go there. There's a big button that says, take the survey now, click on that and take the survey and send it off to me and you'll be entered. All right, moving on to the next section on the left-hand side, we have some, some more ways that you can help me. And these are just kind of my, my way of uh, getting a commission on something that you're buying. Uh, I do at the bottom have the PayPal button. And that is just, if you feel that you just want to uh, give me a donation again, this has kind of been my thing. All podcasters say, donate money to me. And I'm always that, that person that says, you know, I do this because I want to, I don't do this expecting you to give me money. So if you really want to give me money, you can do it this way. If you don't, I'd recommend that you try one of these other buttons. Uh, the first one I have is iStock Photo. If you sign up for a membership on that, I actually get some money out of that. I actually get a kickback. And iStock Photo is great. If you're not using it, you should be because you can get you can get pictures as cheap as a dollar. It's a great place and they have great stock photography. And you can also sign up and you can put your own pictures up there and make your own money as well. Uh, the next two are just some uh, advertisements for Adobe products for Photoshop CS3 and the CS3, the suite. So if you don't have those yet, if you're planning on buying them and buying them online, I'd ask that you use one of these buttons and I actually get a commission off that as well. Uh, the next one is DreamHost, and that's the host that I use for all my shows. I, I talk them up big. I've had very minimal problems. Uh, some of you have actually been through those problems with me, but uh, not not very many problems at all. They're very good about their services. They're very good at res- about responding to you when you when you email them with a problem. And I have tons and tons of disk space. Uh, one thing you'll hear podcasters complain about is bandwidth. And they have services set up for podcasters that don't charge you for bandwidth. Mine actually does, but I have so much, I've never eclipsed it. And I have thousands and thousands of people downloading this these two podcasts all the time. So I definitely recommend it. You can get it as low as $7.95 per month, as you can see on the little stupid blinking banner. And uh, check it out. The one below that is called Call Wave. And this is something I found just recently. I think it's pretty cool. What this thing does is... You hook it up to your phone, and it's hooking up is a bad way to say it. You actually kind of register for it, and you can download a widget. There's a widget for you know the Mac dashboard. There's also a widget that you can put on Windows. And what that does is when somebody calls you and leaves a message, and you can set up different scenarios, but what it does for me, it sends me an email, which is good because sometimes I... My phone is weird. I don't always hear it ringing, but I'm always seems to be, I always seem to be on my email. So it'll send you an email with a gist of what the person said. It'll actually, it's like voice, some kind of voice recognition thing. And it uh, writes out a paragraph about what they're talking about. Now, this is where it kind of breaks down a little bit because, 
you know, some, some people kind of mumble their words sometimes, or sometimes it just can't catch what the person is talking about. So it, it'll put in words that make no sense because it just doesn't know the word that the person said. But that's about, uh, that's about where it breaks down. Other than that, it's an excellent service. Uh, it sends it to an email. On the widget, you can read the little gist thing, or you can play the message. So you can actually play the message on your computer and listen to it there instead of having to call your voicemail and uh, use minutes that way. So I think it's a pretty cool thing, and uh, it's totally free. There's There are paid services as well, but the one that I use is completely free, and uh, you should check that out if you want to as well. And I also get a kickback if you sign up for that. Okay, over to the free downloads. I thought this was completely necessary because after I told people that I had you know, a basic contract that they could check out, I got mass emails, people saying, oh, let me see that, let me see that. So I thought it'd be better to put it up on a website to where you can just go yourself and grab it. So I do have that template for a freelance design contract. Uh, again, I'm not a, a lawyer. I'm not a contract writer. This is just my interpretation of what I need. What This is what I use for my clients, and it seems to work pretty well for me. So I think it's okay. Uh, I also have a couple other templates up there. There's a template for a trifold brochure if you want to get into that. And uh, those templates are a little bit weird because the page that folds on the inside is a little bit little bit uh, shorter or shorter in width than the other two. So I've always thought that one was kind of weird, but I put that one up there. Uh, there's a template for business cards for an eight, eight up layout on a letter size page. Then I also put some thumbnail sheets up there. These are just PDFs that you can download and print out. And I, I find these to be very helpful. We use these all through school. Uh, the first one is for a flyer or poster. And basically it's just kind of like a letter and you just print it out and you can use it either, you know, portrait or landscape, depending on what your project is. The next one is for a trifold, trifold or a folder layout. So it's got the two, two or three pages on it. And again, this is just for your little sketches, but it, it, alleviates the need for you to draw little boxes that you can draw in. The boxes are already there. You just got to download it and print it out and you can start drawing in it. The third one is for uh, video or animation storyboards. These ones are a little bit more in depth because, you know, they have the little boxes and they have areas for you to put comments about what the animation is or what, what the uh, audio or video is doing. So I thought those were pretty cool. So I put those up there as well. So you can just download any of those and use them as you need. On the bottom, I have other items of interest, and this is just me again trying to make a little bit of money, a little bit of uh, a little bit of a commission on you buying something that you might already need, anyways. That that you're probably buying anyways. So um, this is all through Amazon, and the cool thing with that is if you hover over any one of these things, it'll tell you about the product, it'll tell you how much it is, and it'll let you order the item. Now I have a few things up here. I'm always going to keep a selection of books and most likely they're going to be some of the books that I either use myself or that I'm giving the book reports on. On the top row here, I've just got some things that I think anybody could use. There's like a little USB key here. There's the Pantone swatch books. Uh, I have a pre-order thing for the Mac OS uh, 10.5, the Leopard that's set to come out sometime next month, I think. There's a Lacey hard drive external hard drive, which I use one of those pretty good. The Huey Pro, which is uh, a way to calibrate your monitor, which you should absolutely be doing. And then a Wacom tablet. And this is actually the one I'm using right now 
It's the Graphire. It's the smallest one they make, but it still works really good. I've been using it for about five years, and uh, it's kind of on its last leg, but it it still works. It definitely still works, and it's a great thing. So um, you'd definitely be helping me out if you purchase any of these things. If you want to purchase them, purchase them through here, and uh, I'll actually get a little kickback for that. Okay, next one is the archives. This one's pretty much what it was before. This is where you're going to find all the all the podcasts that are no longer on the feed, meaning they're not going to come into your aggregator. They're not going to come into iTunes automatically. So right now it's uh, number one through 30. I think I'm actually due to move at least another 10 or 20 there. So pretty soon it's going to be through number 40 or 50. But there's little links here. Uh, you notice the little buttons that stretch you know, across the whole box here. If you click on that, kind of slides down and gives you each one of these things. So if you just click on these uh, icons that say download, um, there's ones, some of the first ones only have MP3s. When you get later in it, looks like uh, 21 through 30, it actually has an MP3 and an HTML file. And the HTML file is actually the show notes from that show. So you'll have all the links and everything else that I put in the show notes for that. So uh, pretty straightforward. The next one is about... And I don't expect too many of you guys to, to need to use this one. This kind of just uh, gives a little information about myself. If you're a new listener to this show, maybe you might want to check this out and uh, check out my background and, you know, why I should be doing this. But it's just a little information on me and also some of the write-ups that we've had on different websites, which uh, anyone who's been listening, you've probably heard these over and over again, so you don't need to check that out. But this is meant a little bit more for maybe if an advertiser came to the website. One thing that is going to be going in here, and uh, I don't have my email open, so I can't thank the person personally. But somebody wrote me an email just just a little bit ago that said uh, I couldn't. Um, he emailed me at my company website at my company email because he said oh, I couldn't find contact information on the website. And lo and behold, I have no contact information on the website. So I'm going to be putting that in. One place I'm going to put it is here on the about page. And I'm going to be putting in links for to email me, to use my Skype, uh, to my LinkedIn account, and also to MySpace. But I think probably on all the pages I'll put maybe a, a link to email me or something like that so you guys can get a hold of me. But uh, you should know by now that I always let you know how to get how to get in contact with me at the end of the show. So that should not be, hopefully, um, a mystery, but for some of you new users, it might be. So I'm definitely going to be adding that to the website. Okay, so that pretty much covers Rookie Designer. The next thing we have is Quick Tips. In that, I kind of put a, a button by itself for the Quick Tips because it is kind of separate. It goes hand in hand as far as I'm concerned, but it is kind of separate. If you click on this one now, takes you to this page that says quick tips is now app clinic. And, uh, this is where things really got kind of hairy and I really should have thought it out a little bit better than I did because I kind of changed this. So if you stay on that page for 10 seconds, it should force you into this new app clinic website. This is the new quick tips for designers. I changed the name and actually let me go into the, I want to go into the store here and look at it. I changed the name because there was so many podcasts out there that had that were either called Quick Tips or had Quick Tips in the name. I felt like it was just it was too cliche or something. I don't know. There's just too many of them. So let me look in podcasts here. I know there's Photoshop Quick Tips is out there and that one's been pretty popular lately. 
Um, I'm not seeing a whole lot in here, but I know there was one that was just called Quick Tips. Anyway, it was uh, it was an executive decision, and I, I decided to change it. Uh, I kind of looked around for what URLs were open, what .coms were open, and App Clinic was one of those. And I thought that was a, a pretty good representation of what we do here. Uh, we work in applications, and it's kind of like a clinic. You learn things about the different applications. So uh, I thought that was a pretty good name for it. And um, so I wanted to make a new home for it. Uh, the problem was, you know, I changed everything and I, I changed everything in the iTunes store. So what might have happened is if, if your podcasts update automatically, all of a sudden you would be missing quick tips. It would be App Clinic. But if you open up App Clinic, it still has all the quick tips in there. So uh, I didn't think that one out all that well because, uh, you know, even if you go and update it manually, it's going to move it. Obviously, App Clinic is up, going to be up towards the top of your list because it starts with an A. So I, I hope that wasn't too confusing for people. Um, I hope I didn't lose anybody. I didn't change the feed at all. Even though the website is different, the feed remains the same. So if you were subscribed to Quick Tips for Designers, you will still be uh, subscribed to App Clinic. It's just going to be, it's going to look different. It's going to have a different name. Um, I did put in the name App Clinic, formerly Quick Tips for Designers, so hopefully that helps some people out. But I was just thinking yesterday when I put up the uh, the new one that I was like, oh, damn, I probably just screwed up a whole bunch of people by doing that because when you do update it, it moves it. So uh, hopefully not too confusing. I, I hope I don't uh, ruin my download numbers by doing that. But uh, this is our new home. And you can tell right now that it's there's not much to it. We have the, the screencast page, which is the one that it brings you to from Quick Tips. And there's also a home page, which is basically just an advertisement right now. It tells you about Rookie Designer and about App Clinic. Um, so pretty basic right now. This is going to be flushed out a little bit. I'm, I'm going, to, going to be able to put some other stuff up here. And basically what I want this to be is a resource for learning design applications. That's what it's always kind of been. But I think we're going to go beyond the screencast. We're going to, I'm going to try and put up some more resources that are going to help you to learn stuff about, about the applications that you need to use. And it is always going to be kind of that technical thing. Uh, Quick Tips for Designers and now App Clinic is always going to be that technical training, how to use the applications, what key commands to use, different techniques and tips. Whereas Rookie Designer is always going to be that kind of discussion more about design and uh, good practices and things like that, things that are may not be so technical in nature. And that's why I think these two podcasts go hand in hand so well. Um, there was a reason I had to do this, these things so fast. And, you know, I kind of did screw up by not putting out at least a message saying, hey, this is going to change to this. But um, it was kind of necessary because I was going to Photoshop World and I actually got all these big like large postcard flyer type things printed out. And on that was, you know, the new rookie designer website and app clinic. It wasn't called quick tips for designers anymore. It was going to be called app clinic. So I had to get these things done before I left for Photoshop world, because I was going to be handing these things out to people. And I, you know, I don't want them going to the, the new website and there's nothing there. There needed to be something there. So I had to hurry to do this. Everything, you know, always gets very rushed when you, when you're kind of behind your deadline. So um, I got everything up there, but I did not have time to make 
a couple of podcasts to tell people about that. So again, hopefully it didn't screw you up too bad, but uh, Quick Tips is now App Clinic. And uh, going forward, I mean, it's still kind of in a transition period. You notice if you got the one yesterday, it still has the Quick Tips intro on it. And that's just because I haven't had time to change that yet. But there's going to be a couple more things coming to that one and a couple couple more pages added to the, the App Clinic website, one of which is an archives page. Now, uh, I do have my archives in Rever.com, R-E-V-V-E-R.com. And it's just flash-based video that you can watch on the net. They do have something where you can actually take one of those movies, get a link for it, and place it on your own page. And that's what I'm going to be doing. So that way you don't have to go out to Rever.com. You'll be able to go to AppClinic.com and go to the archive page and just watch the videos there. They'll still be in their little flash format, but you'll be able to watch it right there. You won't have to go out to a different website. So that's definitely probably the next thing that's coming on the web on that website. I'm also going to be doing some uh, larger projects, some larger tracks so that you can um, watch a whole series of videos on, uh, on one particular application. Now, not all of this stuff is going to be free, but I do guarantee that I'm going to make it as cheap as I possibly can. It's going to be way cheaper than the other training that's out there. Uh, things like lynda.com. Um, there's a couple of new ones that I saw at Photoshop world, but they're all kind of, you know, in that hundred dollar range. Or if you do it monthly, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, 30 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. So what I'm going to do is undercut those people because I know that students don't have a lot of money and they do need the training. So I'm going to try and make it as cheap as I possibly can. But, uh, this is kind of my business. So we're going to, we're, we're going to do what we can and we're going to make it as cheap as we can. I think that's about it on the websites. So the next thing I want to do is talk about Photoshop world 07 and we'll do that right after this. The keys to the game. For our key command today, I thought I'd jump into Dreamweaver. Uh, we've do, been talking about web a little bit lately, and I actually have a book report on a web design book, so I thought I'd just keep it in the web genre. So in Dreamweaver, if you want to jump to a line, and this is if you're writing code, it actually has numbers on all the lines. If you uh, have a very long, long document, which is very possible, if you're writing some JavaScript or something like that, you're probably going to have hundreds of lines of code. Uh, you might not know particularly which line you need to jump to exactly, but maybe you know you know the general vicinity. So the key command you're going to press on the Mac is Command and the comma, and that should be Control and the comma on the PC, and that will give you a little dialog box, which will let you type in a number and you'll jump to that line. Just an easy way to jump into your code if you have a whole lot of it. All right, so the book that I have for my book review today is called Learning Web Design, a beginner's guide to XHTML style sheets and web graphics. And this is a, a third edition. It's written by Jennifer Robbins, and this is put out by O'Reilly. Um, I've pretty much been gushing about every book they've sent me, and I've been, I've, I haven't gotten every single book that comes out, of course. I've been kind of picking and choosing what I think would be a good book to review for you guys, what I think would be applicable to your daily workflow and what you guys need to do. This is another great book. Uh, I, I just say that because I don't want you to think that I'm just loving everything because they're sending me books to review. 
this is a good book, but this is, it does say it's a beginner's guide and that's exactly what it is. If you've been working in web for a while, you know, for a year or, or more, this probably isn't for you. This is definitely an introduction into building websites, what the web is all about and everything that's associated with it. The things that I like about it though, things that you don't usually find in a, in a web book, you know, usually you'll open up and chapter one will be, let's build a web page. This is how you write HTML. This one doesn't do that. This one kind of tells you, you know, what you need to learn, maybe uh, what you need to, what other things you need to research before you get started. Uh, it explains what some of the things are, explains some things that you may need to buy that you need to purchase to actually get started. And then the, the second chapter is how the web works. And it goes back into the whole history of the internet, how it got started, what it is, what all the different terms mean. Uh, it talks about browsers a little bit. Uh, it shows you diagrams about how, you know, the web works and how the, how the packets are sent in between uh, the different servers and, and everything like that. But it really goes in, in depth into what the web is all about, where it came from and where it's going. Then it kind of gets into, you know, let's start trying to build some stuff. And it shows you how to write HTML. And X to HTML, of course, is just a newer version of HTML that's a little more strict about uh, how you write the tags and things like that. And there are some tags that have gone away since the, the original HTML. Um, it's written very simply. There's, there's good color diagrams. There's lots of code all throughout showing you how to write it. But uh, when I say that it's written simply, it's, it's written for a beginner. It's not one of those technical books. I think everybody has this, uh, has this feeling about O'Reilly books. You know, they're the ones with the strange looking animals on the front. And usually they're very, very technical. There are some that are like that. Absolutely. Some of the uh, flash books that I've received from them are, are pretty technical, but it's a subject that you're already a technical person. You have to know quite a bit about it. This one... Absolutely not. It's exactly the opposite. It's written so that you can understand it very, very easily. Um, they use diagrams with uh, simple pictures so you can understand what's going on. Uh, kind of like uh, it's pictures that visually kind of relay to you what's going on rather than just giving you a big list or rather than just giving you a whole page full of uh, code that you might not even understand. So it goes through that. Uh, it actually gets into some CSS styling. I think is great because, uh, like I said before, I did the review of the CSS book. Everybody needs to know this. This is finally where the web is going. It's It's been going in that direction for a long time, but everybody's kind of been lax on actually enforcing it. But um, this is where the, uh, the W3C wanted it to go. As long as I remember it, when I was in school, you know, years ago, this is, they were talking about CSS and how it was going to be the future. Well, it's what, five years later or something, and still not very many people are using it. So the more you know about CSS, the better. Uh, it also gets into the last chapter, I think is a great one as well, because a lot of people know how to build a website, but they don't know what to do with it after that. So it tells you about testing it. And we talked a bit about that, testing it in dis different browsers, different environments, different operating systems. And then it goes through, how do you get this thing on the web? You know, you may know how to build this wonderful, beautiful website, but do you know how to get it up on a web page? So it talks about registering a domain and what that, what that entails, finding a server space, 
whether it's uh, some kind of free thing. There are free ones out there. Usually they have advertisements all over them, though. Or actually shopping for a, a hosting service and what you might need. You know, there might be different things that you require for that. All in all, I think this is a great book, though. It has very good sections in it as far as beginners go because there's a lot of things, like I said, that, that you might not know. You might know how to design a website, but there are things you might not know about, you know, how the internet works or how to actually get it up on the web, how to use FTP. It answers a lot of these questions, and that's why I think this is a great book that anyone who wants to learn web design or is maybe just getting into it, I think it's a definitely a good book to check out. So once again, that is Learning Web Design, A Beginner's Guide to XHTML Style Sheets and Web Graphics by Jennifer Robbins. And that's put out by O'Reilly. All right, so the show is uh, getting pretty long already. So I'm going to go through this next part as quickly as possible. Uh, Photoshop World 07. It was an excellent experience as it was last year when I went. Uh, This year, I don't think it was really different, really too different. I, I spoke to more vendors and stuff like that because I actually went as a member of the press this year. But, you know, I still got to go and take all the classes that I wanted and, and stuff like that. So it's a great experience because there's just so many great trainers all in one place at one time. Uh, there's excellent photographers there. Uh, people like uh, Scott Kelby and Dave Cross and, and Klaus Kowski, those guys from the Photoshop TV. Uh, lots of great trainers there. And you're just not going to find that kind of uh, training and talent all in one area at, at any other show or I haven't been to a show yet that's like that. Um, the great thing about this is it's it's put on by the, the National Association of Photoshop Professionals, but they're very in-depth with Adobe. So there are some, some different tracks that showed up in here that may not be completely associated with Photoshop. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about some of those. Uh, I wanted to go over some of the classes that I went to. And, and just before I get to that... I'll tell you that there's there's bound to be classes there that don't appeal to you, or maybe you already know everything that they're talking about. I find that myself. Uh, I think I know quite a bit, though. You know, I've been out there for a while, but um, there's bound to be classes that don't appeal to you, though. And that doesn't mean that it's not a good, not a good expo or not a good convention. It just means that maybe you need to find some other class. Um, there's definitely a lot of photography classes that there that that don't really apply to me. I take photographs, but I'm not that into it. I don't have all the equipment that these people have. And sometimes they're doing like full, you know, shoots where they have all the setup with the lights and in the bounce cards and everything like that. And you know, that it's interesting to me, but it's not something that I'm ever probably going to be able to do. So those are the ones that I don't really go to. Uh, the first one that I went to was creating photographic fine art montages with uh, Jim DiVitale. And that one was kind of one of those ones for me where, you know, I, I learned maybe one or two things, which is good, you know. I, if I can go to a class and, and learn one or two things that are new to me, that I think is a is a win for me. But there was a lot of stuff that's kind of like, yeah, I've seen this over and over again, you know. So once in a while, there's a nice surprise and you learn something more valuable than, you know, learning a new key command or a new technique. And I think that's why people like my podcast is because... You know, it's not always just super technical stuff like here's how you do this, you know, here's step one, two, three. We kind of talk about theories behind things and where inspiration comes from and uh, things that are, I think, a little bit more real. Not that the software isn't real, but 
you know, the software is just kind of on the side there. It helps us get from point A to point B. So uh, some of my favorite classes, I'd say the my favorite one, look at what it's called here as I wreck my office, was called Creating an Online Portfolio with Photoshop and Flash CS3. And this was a two-part class. So the first part was, and this is by a, an instructor named Chris Orwig, who is an amazing photographer. The first first part of this was an hour long, and I don't think he opened up Flash one single time. He showed us a bunch of pictures. He told us stories about each picture, and that was his whole thing. There needs to be a story behind everything, you know, or there is a story. Hopefully there's a story behind it. If you just make something up for the sake of making it up, then it's really not going to mean anything, is it? So he went into this whole big thing about making your portfolio making it mean something, making it tell the story of you. And this is kind of a, a different perspective, something that I'd never really thought about before. And I thought it was great because, you know, to me, a portfolio usually was, you know, I'm going to pick my best technical pieces, the ones that I feel are the best that show my skills the best. And we're going to pick out ones that, you know, really relate to, you know, whoever we're showing it to or whatever field that we're going for a job in. And I never really thought about, you know, what does it really mean? What does this piece mean to me? What does it tell this person about myself as a person, as a designer? And I think those things are, are very important things to think about. You know, obviously I didn't think about it before, but now that it's been brought to my attention, if you have a piece that really tells a story about either yourself as a designer, yourself personally, or or, or it, at the very least what you were thinking, what you were trying to communicate with the piece, um, it's going to be that much easier for you to kind of commu communicate about the piece. You know, you're not just going to say, oh, well, I used Photoshop and Illustrator. I used this technique because I thought it was cool. And then I, I put this picture over here because it, I thought it looked good over there. And, you know, you're, you're really telling more about the design and where the ideas came from, where the inspiration came from, if you have a, a great story to go along with it. And I think it's going to make you look better not only as a designer, but as a person in general, which is generally something that's that's uh, pretty important when you're looking for a job, when you're looking for a place to to work with others and uh, really share yourself with others. They need to know that, that you're a, a good person, that you're a certain kind of person, that you're a person that's going to mesh within their organization. So I thought that was very cool. Uh, I went to another class of his that was a Lightroom class. And he kind of did the same thing. He talked for 15, 20 minutes before he even got into the application. And uh, just to show you that some people don't like this, some guy actually yelled out, yelled out at him, hey, let's learn about Lightroom now. Well, he kind of took offense to that, and I kind of did too. I thought it was kind of rude, but he's like, okay, you know, we'll get back into it. And he ended up going into the application and doing everything that we needed to do. But, you know, it's just, it's just something that, and, and I'll get into this. I'm actually going to bring this up in the uh, the rookie mistake, but the application isn't something that we should rely on. You know, we shouldn't rely on knowing different techniques and knowing key commands. Those things are there for a reason. We should know them. I'm not saying don't know that stuff. I'm saying don't rely on that as kind of your motivation or your inspiration or, you know, your design skills. Those aren't your design skills. So most of the classes that I went to, I also went to a, uh, 
as I said, they're starting to branch out. It's almost becoming kind of like a layers conference. And layers, if you don't get that, that's a magazine that goes over all the Adobe Creative Suite. So there's Dreamweaver, Flash, InDesign, Illustrator, Photoshop, all of them. And this is kind of becoming like that because there there was ones in Dreamweaver, how to build a website. I didn't go to those. Um, the one I said before was uh, building a for- portfolio on Flash. I also went to an InDesign CS3 Beyond the, Beyond the Basics class, and that was by Terry White, who also hosts the Adobe Creative uh, Video Podcast. Adobe Creative Suite Video Podcast, yeah. Uh, very good one to check out. He's he's a very good instructor as well, and he kind of kind of like App Clinic jumps around into all the different applications, which I think is is great because not not a lot of people out there are doing that. Um, that was a great class. I learned a couple of new things in CS3, but uh, just some great ways to speed up your workflow in when you're doing large layouts and stuff like that. Uh, I also went to another Lightroom class, which uh, kind of solidified and showed. Some of the things that you can do, you can actually publish uh, a website straight out of Lightroom. You can actually set it up with your server information and the folder you want to go to. You just plug in the photos and it hit a button and it does all the rest for you. It even puts them up on the web for you. So very cool. Um, very good for, for photographers that don't know anything about stuff like that to where they can put up their photographs and let their clients pick and choose which ones they want to uh, move forward with. But same kind of deal for us, you know, you could actually do that with layouts. If you put them into like JPEGs or something like that, you could do the same thing. And there is that functionality, which I have shown on quick tips before where you can do it straight out of bridge or straight out of Photoshop. Um, the last one that I went to, which was probably the best class I went to in all of them is uh, it was color management for photographers in CS3. And I went to a color management class last year at Photoshop World, was not even close to being as good as this one. It was actually kind of just showed us how to set up the preferences, set the settings in Photoshop, which is not really, it is color management, but it's not really teaching you anything about it. It's just showing you how to set up, you know, for, for most cases, how to set up Photoshop for it. This one went more in-depth into what color management is, what color profiles are, what presets are, how you use these things in different situations, which is exactly what color management is. You're trying to adjust your layout for whatever output device you're going to. Just like if you're, you know, I guess more back in the day, if you were putting something on a web page, there was that WebSafe color palette. And if you didn't use those colors, you didn't know what color you were going to get. It could could be completely different once it got up in the browser. So you would use those certain colors. That was what they call in gamut. That means those those were the colors that the browser was able to show. In In much the same way, if you sent out to an offset printer, they have a certain gamut of colors that you can use. If you're outside of those, it's not going to look the same. It, it's going to give you strange results because that's not one of the colors that it can reproduce. That, as you can imagine, is much different than I have an Epson inkjet. Now, you can get great prints, great photographic prints off of one of these printers. But, again, you need a specific profile for that printer to be able to get those good results. Uh, I don't print out too many photographs, but I tried a few times and got really bad results. And uh, that's what I learned in this class is that that's what I was doing wrong. There's actually... Uh, specific profiles that I can use for my printer to get those good results that actually works with, you know, the printer and what kind of paper I'm using. 
It's, it gets that specific. So, um, definitely something that you should try and read up more on. Um, if anybody is coming near you on some kind of seminar that's teaching about at color management, I absolutely thank you that you should go to it. This was probably the best class that I've gone to, which of course, again, is may sound strange because I went to a Photoshop expo and this had very little to do with Photoshop, but it's teaching me stuff that's, that's completely invaluable. It's, it's, uh, it's something that's going to affect mostly everything that I'm doing, whether I'm working in Photoshop, InDesign, Dreamweaver, anything. So, and really it's, it's about getting the, the, what you're seeing on your screen to look the same as whatever output you have. If you print it out, you want it to look like it looks on the screen. You know, that's why you use those colors. That's why you use all the different techniques that you use because you like the way that it looks on your screen. So obviously you want it to come out the same way. All right, so uh, I went to the expo, of course, a couple of times. As I said, I went uh, kind of as a member of the press, so I interviewed some of the vendors there and uh, found some pretty cool things. There's some very cool technologies coming out. Uh, one of them is called Daz 3D. It's very much like Poser. If you've ever seen that, a lot of artists use it to uh, you know pose different figures and then draw them. Um, we're seeing it actually come into Photoshop now with Photoshop CS3 extended. You can actually use those in their little 3d application in Photoshop. So people are actually, you know, maybe modeling something actually, I guess you don't model it. You pose a certain person and bring it into a layout as opposed to using like a live person. Uh, another one I'm going to be talking about in the future is Ananya curves. And this is, this one is great. And if I can, uh, it's only for PC now, I believe. So if there's any way I can be able to record it on the PC, I will definitely put that in App Clinic. Um, if you are not a fan of the pen tool, this is a plugin that, that makes it much, much easier to use the pen tool. And uh, it just helps you draw curves that much easier. So uh, definitely a, a very cool technology there. And as well as others. I mean, there's there's some great ones out there. The, the catch is, you know, can you afford to, to buy these things? And that's where you really have to start weighing out, like how useful is it? If it saves me, you know, a couple, 10 hours a week, then obviously you'll be able to spend a lot of money because it's saving you time and it's allowing you to work faster and get more jobs done. But some of these things I think are just icing on the top to where, you know, if you can afford it, then definitely go for it. If you can't, well, you could probably make the same effects in Photoshop. It might just take you a little bit longer. So uh, to wrap this up a bit, uh, the next Photoshop world is in Orlando, and I would highly recommend anyone that's in the design field, if you're heavy into Photoshop or if you're a photographer, definitely if you're a photographer, you should go to this. I think it's a great experience. If you're a student, it's dirt cheap. If you are a NAP member, I think you get $100 off. Uh, it's not cheap. That's, that's definitely true, but it's, I think it's a great experience at least to do it one time. And then I think if you do it once, you, you'll probably want to do it again. Uh, I wouldn't say, you know, if you have to travel cross country, I mean, you're, you're pretty much doubling your price on that thing. So I don't know about that, but if you're in that area, like I drove five, six hours to uh, Vegas to go to it and I was pretty happy with it. I was pretty happy with uh, what went on there. So I would definitely recommend that. Now, that's what I call a rookie mistake. For a mistake tip, I'm going to 
kind of go back to that guy I was talking about in uh, Chris Orwig's class that, that screamed out, you know, hey, let's learn more about Lightroom. You know, show me techniques and show me key commands. This is all great stuff to know. I told you that before. I'm absolutely not saying don't learn this stuff. But I think there's people out there that, that really uh, place false hope in their knowledge of software. They think, okay, if I know this software backwards and forwards, I'm going to be a great designer. And while that may be true, it's not going to be the knowledge of that software that makes them a great designer. Your design skills are not going to be improved by this knowledge. It will be aided in a big way. You'll be able to do things very quickly, and that's the whole point here. But the applications are not going to teach you, you know, the basic principles of design, uh, how to cater to your audience, how to uh, make functional artwork that really does what you need it to do. So you really have to think about these things, you know, your techniques, your key commands, tips, uh, hacks that you may know. These should all be in your toolbox, but they're there, they're there to kind of come as second nature. You know, when you have that, you, you start out, you, you build up all these ideas out of your inspiration, you have that vision. These things are supposed to take you to that vision very quickly. You know, if I know that I, I want certain effects on a picture, then I'll go into Photoshop and I know maybe two, three techniques to get me there very quickly. It didn't actually give me that vision, but it got me from point A to point B. And that's what we're looking for. Knowing these techniques in Photoshop, but not knowing what we want to do, that might give us some ideas, but now we're just kind of, you know, throwing out ideas by, based on what we know how to do, which is not always the best thing to do. But, you know, knowing those techniques is not going to give us that final vision. We have to have that first, and then and then we know how to get there. So don't too, don't put too much stock in knowing everything there is to know about software. But it is good to know different things. You know, I think it's a good idea to go to conferences like this because a lot of people, and I've said this before, a lot of people go through their workflow and do things exactly the same every single time. And it's when you start to kind of break out of that a little bit that you'll start getting new different results. And I think you'll like the results that you're getting. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Our resource for today is a new training site, and it's from our old friend Scott Kelby. Uh, he was actually, I guess he unveiled this at Photoshop World. It's called Kelby Training. You can find it at kelbytraining.com. And a lot of the stuff they're doing there, they, they started to do on the NAP website at photoshopuser.com. There's a lot of different tracks, but I th I'm pretty sure you had to be a NAP member to be part of those things. So I think this is uh, the idea here. You don't have to be a NAP member. Uh, they are like little classes and sessions and tracks and stuff like that that you can take. Uh, I don't know how much they cost, and they're probably not cheap because they're usually not. But... Um, I think this guy is a great trainer. I mean, he's a great photographer. He does he writes great books on photography. Obviously, Photoshop is one of his strengths. And then uh, I think he wrote a book on the the iPhone as well. So, uh, but there's there's some different classes and stuff you can take here, and uh, any resource you can add to your to your uh, toolbox there, I think is a good one. So this one will probably end up being a pretty good one. All right, before we get out of here, just want to remind you to uh, participate in the Tell a Friend program. Just tell anybody that you think would uh, benefit or would like this show. And uh, also, we're going to have our contest coming up here. 
Again, I don't have any of the details ready yet, but you can get started already. All you need to do to enter this is go to rookiedesigner.com. You can click on the support button and underneath that, there is a, a button to take the survey. It should slide a survey down. And then if you fill that out completely and send that in to me, you'll be entered in the contest. And like I said, I'll probably be taking entries for about a month or so. Uh, that will be the span of like, you know, two shows or three shows or something like that. And then once we get all those in, then uh, I'll have more details for you probably in the next show about when it's going to end and what the great prizes are going to be. But please help me out here. Uh, this is going to help me out greatly if you give me that information. If you want to contact me, you can do so several ways. Email me at adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can go to myspace.com slash designer. You can Skype me at username titanstrides. Or you can go to the, the forum. And uh, I definitely recommend that. If you're not registered yet, please go and register. And uh, you'll be able to talk to hundreds of great designers up there sharing great ideas and helping each other out. And it's just a, a great community. I want to thank you guys once more for listening to the show, for subscribing. Thank you for the emails, everybody that uh, told me that my site looks great. Um, hopefully everybody likes it. I want it to be a nice resource for everyone. But uh, thanks for spreading the word about Rookie Designer. And just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.